0: Michael J. Nelson here. This is a, Like Trees a-walkin'. Yes, sir. It's not Christopher Walken. <laughs> it is Like <laughs> do you, do Trees walking. Do you
1: do a Christopher Walken impression? I
0: impression? do not do one. I mean, I mean when when, it's like, when, I, when you have to, like, convey that Christopher Walken is talking, I can kind of... I mean, it's like the you, trees you, are walking around. You can't even your, say anything Your voice anymore. has to go high every now and then. Of course, the rhythm has to be... <laughs> off but the voice also goes up at times something like truly, that truly uh, what a,
1: what an amazing actor and like per, just persona He's very one of a
0: kind one of a kind truly one of a kind uh, that's a national what, treasure, I would say. Now, of course. That's what we do on this show. We talk about Christopher Walken. No, what do we do, Pastor Dave? I'm Michael J. Nelson, by I'm, the way. Yes, yes. I'm Pastor Dave. I'm Michael J. Nelson's pastor. We talk about,
1: um, we talk about big, big questions. Uh, so uh, this is not a hot topic show, though we occasionally dip our toe, but uh, we, we want to talk about... Um, the, big, the big questions, the big issues, um, the evergreen type of things that you can always come back to uh, to say, uh, wh- wh- you know, what are these big big questions about um, the meaning of life, uh, the existence of God? Uh, what does it mean to live a, a good life? Uh, uh, what, is, what is evil? What is wrong? What is just? What is true? What is noble? What is beautiful? Mm-hmm. What is graceful? Um, what is praiseworthy? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things, we do so from a Christian perspective, and uh, we welcome all comers, and we just ask that you give us a chance,
0: give peace a chance, give us a chance. Wow. You've expanded the, the range of what we do here. What we are saying is, is give, give peace, peace a, a chance. chance. Everybody's talking about... That's Yoko, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a
1: Beatles doc coming out. Oh, the Peter Jackson
0: one? Might be. Very excited by that. Yeah, that looks
1: great, because it's like the, it's, it's, let it be, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm stoked for that. Apparently changes the whole mindset on what that was all about. You know, the first uh, documentary on it is all about the bitterness. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah, they're like. But this apparently, like, turns that all on its head. Like, no, you should have seen it behind the scenes. I saw some snippets from, on Apple TV, they have a little snippet, and
1: they look like they're having fun together, yeah, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, John's very, you know, goof. That he's goofing around,
0: and they're okay. They're you did, just... you did walk, and can you do John Lennon? Oh, yeah, hold on. <laughs>
1: oh, you the the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, yeah, we, from Liverpool,
0: the lads. know. got a little Irish in there, but yeah, that's that's passable. I'm trying. I'll allow it, but watch yourself. All right, uh, so. <laughs> The big topic, let's,
1: get, let's dive in. Let's go right in. So this is listener email. Thank you, listener, for sending this. I don't remember who, but we want to, you know, we, 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 this is, a, I think, a good question, and this is uh, this is wisdom for living, which is important. They say, hey, how do you do? You're a Christian, asking for, from one Christian to another, asking the pastor and Mike, um, uh, based on our, uh, our, our knowledge and our expertise, uh, how do you, if you have deep disagreements with someone, we could say at the at the level of kind of fundamental perspective uh, foundational commitments to life um, uh, i mean any sort of you know deep deep disagreement, deep sense of discord between kind of yourself and someone else how uh, can you be in relationship with someone like that how how do you do it I think is actually um, was the question that I asked they asked how how can I be in relationship with people with whom I have deep and profound disagreement and I think that's a great question
0: that is a great question um. The one thing would just be to utterly avoid them all the time. That seems to be working out with with everyone on the Internet. (laughs) Only see the opinions you really like. Uh, No, of course, that is a a thing. At some point, uh, you're going to meet someone and have to either work with or have a family member with whom you could not be farther apart. What do Christians do? What do, do about you do? That? And what do Christians do? I think that we're even seeing uh, this
1: recording this in early 2021. I, you know, I have even seen people I know houses divided.
0: Like, oh, sure.
1: Uh, not in this case, actually, not like literal people within their own household, but that can happen too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but houses divided in terms of people who are, you know, dear family members with one another, uh, completely seeing reality differently and that being a very jarring it's a very jarring experience where people are left wondering how do i how do i move forward because i don't think like it it seems uh, it seems like they don't see anything the same way or there's a, 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 not much of an overlap in the venn diagram of perspective on the world so obviously the farther apart you get <laughs> the more difficult it is like um we're we're talking about, so we're talking about within kind of norms and bounds here so we're not saying like He's into Isis like yeah. you know what I mean like if someone's like if someone's like that uh kind of extremist I don't know if there's anything you can do other
0: than like defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's talking probably about I'm a full-out Satan worshipper and we we actually sacrifice uh, human beings. Yep. In a I'm, uh, secret basement. Uh, yes,
1: I'm in the Ku Klux Klan. Like I believe that uh, you know people with of European descent are genetically, morally, uh, in in every way superior to every other race that
0: is inferior. That would be very difficult. Yeah, we're narrowing the range a little more. Although there's still a lot of yeah, you can have a lot of there's distance between fuzzy edges. So mm-hmm. we're talking about the middle. I think
1: there's a big, big middle ground, and uh, a good word uh, of scripture or a couple of them come to mind when I was thinking about this question. Now one of them is, uh, you know, as as much as it says in the New Testament, you know, as, as far as it is up to you, you know, b- live at peace with everyone, right? Like, and, you know, when this is being written to uh, uh, the church, you know, they're a tiny minority in the Roman Empire. And so, you know, we're we're, we're talking about a Christian movement that had no... Uh, cultural power, no political power or influence. Um, you know, they were a kind of seen as a strange sect of Judaism, which itself was a you know was, uh, uh, had a presence with the empire within the empire, but was still suspect and kind of treated shabbily. Uh, uh, so you know, um, kind of the 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 the, the lesson uh, that, uh, that 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 it, that that is given is if you can't you know don't go around like don't be a crapster is the uh is the uh, um is a polite way for me to say it. So mm-hmm. like don't don't uh just go pushing people's buttons or poking people. So that's a way you can be towards other people and get along with other people um with whom you have deep disagreements is is don't uh as much as is possible try to bring peace into those relationships. And sometimes we can disagree or have conversations with people like that and it actually goes fine. Um you know uh uh but if you can't if you find those areas where it's just like stirring the hornet's nest, you know As much as it's up to you, be at peace with that person. You know, don't go trying to antagonize people or provoke people or draw out the worst in them. And so it's kind of taking, I guess, as a Christian, taking responsibility for what you bring into a relationship with another person. Another scripture that comes to mind is, you know, Jesus talks about his followers being as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Now, some people take that to mean like be duplicitous and sort of trick trick people. I mean, that would be the worst possible reading of that. Um, But I don't read it that way. I see being wise as a serpent is like know what's going on, know what time. You know, Bob Dylan saying, "Don't need to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows." You know, so Mm -hmm. like don't be naive, don't be stupid. um, uh, 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 But also comport yourself with innocence. So be innocent. You know, he's saying be as wise as a serpent understands what's going on, understand the world around you, don't be naive, don't be blind, don't be blinkered, but then don't let that um, cause you to interact with the world in such a way that you are acting like a serpent, acting like a snake, acting like someone who has something um, to hide or who is dishonest, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and the serpent imagery in scripture um, is you know obviously has a negative connotation with the uh, Garden of Eden and the serpent. Yes, uh, but but the serpent you know was was um, as Jesus is using it is. Is someone who kn- who knows what's going on, who can see what's going on, who's who's discerning, who's not who's not a na- who's not a naive person, and so we're admonished in that way. So I think that can help in relationships too, is really go into it, not being being innocent, but not
0: being naive. Would that be part of it? Is you know, Paul always says like, "Look, I'm all things to all people." In other words, I'm, I need to understand the the worldview of the people that yes. I'm talking to. In order for me to start a conversation, you can't just come in and go. Why do you believe that crap? Why don't you just believe this? Yes. because <laughs> this is the truth. That's not being very wise as a serpent, because no. that's you know you have to know what you're talking about, who you're talking to, what their worldview is, what their the perspective they're coming from, and then then you can be as innocent as a. As that's a duck. right.
1: A, a uh, as. Uh, 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 all things, all people, in order that I might, by all means, win some. You know that's mm-hmm. what that's what that's what Paul says, and so and Scripture itself is filled uh, with wisdom, all kinds of w- wisdom literature. Uh, so you can you know reflect on the proverbs and the meaning of those, and, and often there is kind of a, a dialect, a paradoxical nature, not dialectical necessarily, but a paradox that so much of Christian life is paradox. It's understanding these two things that seem to be in contradiction, and we have to um, live in them. And and uh, uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. Even falls under that. There's a time, you know, there is a, as the birds sang. there is a season turn, turn, turn. But there's a time for, you know, there's a time for X, there's a time for Y. And uh, I think that's part of being wise as a, uh, wise as a serpent is being able to know kind of what, what time is it, you know, that, Mm that, 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 that takes a discernment. Um, that comes from maturity. And hopefully other people can offer that too. You can get wise counsel from other people. You go, okay, listen, I really disagree with this person. What should I, what should I do about it? And there might be an opening for a kind of mutual understanding, but there might not be. So it might be better to not engage with it in that way. And so I, I guess for me, it, 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 it is just taking responsibility as a Christian for how I am engaging in that relationship. Um, and not just depending on the other person. Hoping for goodwill and good faith in the other person, but, but not knowing that that's not a guarantee and knowing that, um, you might not get that back from that person, which might, your serpentine wisdom might mean that you disengage from that particular area, you know?
0: Yeah. I heard a, a, I heard a podcast once by someone who was describing, that was my text, I'm not uh, taking it, obviously. I'm doing a podcast. That's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, Mike. I, I don't ever get texted. You respect the podcast. No, I, um... Uh, but these people who were I, I guess famously they were some so if they were evangelists at a uh, an East Coast school, like an upper, and they would just uh, years and years of relationships with people where they would cheerfully listen to the biggest bunch of nonsense you 've ever heard from whoever wanted to come into their home and share meals with them and this person just said they were profoundly influenced by how. Amazing they were to just be interested in people's points of views, even though they were sometimes sort of shocking and yeah. and just off the charts, and and, and everybody kind of knew that they were Christians, but they just really—there was no heavy hand, there was—and they realized that a lot of those people would never come around to their point of view— they would just present it, and and he said, "Man, if I could be like one tenth of that, it just sounded like the Platonic ideal of being very wise." And I think so, because there's a generosity of spirit
1: there, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, um, and a real acceptance of uh, of people. I think that's I think that's part of grace is going like realizing, um, you know, I only I, I am who I am solely by the grace of God. You know that He has um, revealed Himself to me, and so I'm so grateful. So who am I to kind of like just despise or look down upon other people. I can deeply disagree with them, um, without hating them. And and I I think a a classic example where this is very hard, you know, is I know that someone, uh, uh, surrounding like the last election, like someone's family was sharing with them a news source that said like that the incoming administration was going to send death squads around in Mm. the near future. Mm -hmm. So like, Not that there will be policies that you really disagree with or, you know, I mean, could have an impact on organizations, but that, like, you will be lined up against the wall, you and your kin, kith and kin, and killed Mm -hmm. very soon. And you go, like, well, that is very off-putting to read someone pointing that, sending you that as a reliable news source that you should take seriously. That, that I can see you being, you just kind of go, what is wrong with you? Why do you see that? So I think, how, how would you apply this? I mean, one, you can just say like, we're not, we're, we're going to agree to disagree at some point. I don't view that as valid, but you can go, Hey, why do you think you can sort of be very curious and go, what led you to think that there's going to be some death squads coming very soon, especially if this is someone you know and love or in relationship with and have been close with for years and years and, and his family, you're going to have to deal with them for a long, long time. I think a, a, a genuine curiosity, um, I think, could go somewhere, and 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 um, because I am really interested to know where someone how someone gets to that point where they see the the world in that way, and I and I don't think you are um, uh, uh,
0: patronizing them uh, to wonder. I think part of no, relationship... because you are genuinely asking about the thought process and the sources. It's the uh, the great Greg Kokel who's been brought up uh number of times on the show he calls it the columbo method like that's a fascinating Hell where me. where did you come up with this what, how do you and where do you think their sources are and and you know that that will probably short circuit because it's just probably not going to have any no and you could get, just go well where did they get their information
1: and and so you're just curious you're you're, you're curious. asking questions yeah. you yeah. know cuz yeah. i would want to know like let's say that there's really were a desk guard I would want to know that that was happening, and I would want reliable information, so I would not be— I would be for it, of course. <laughs> I know, absolutely. Maybe you and I disagree. I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about this offline. But then I think, you could, <laughs> I think you could also then request from that person who you're talking to that they extend the same courtesy to you. Yes, you know exactly. And yeah, that's yeah. part of a relationship to say, hey, like, I did that for you. Can you do that for me too? And that's part of a relationship is that mutuality. Um, and someone extending you that same offer, the uh, the uh, golden rule in practice, you know, doing unto others as you would have them do, uh, as you would have them do unto you, and so, uh, I, I, and so I think as a Christian approaching people with truly a, a, a generosity of heart and a generosity of spirit, also at the same time, you know, keep keeping your eyes wide open. And being, you know, I think being above reproach in your relationships with people, being the type of person having the, uh, uh, the, the, not, the not the aura, but the aroma of Christ on you, you know, where you're truly um, uh, grateful and gracious and compassionate towards people and you really are for them. You care about them um, and, and you show that to them even when you don't agree with them. I think that there's something extremely compelling about that people who just care about people who they don't always agree with and are caring and compassionate towards them, um, kind of unconditionally or with, with unconditioned, uh, we could maybe see. I just see that that's like, we, we don't have these sort of strings attached or it's not just a bait and switch where I'm doing this, you know, friendship evangelism in the way, like, I'll be your friend to win you to Christ. Well, what if that person, you don't see them Go that way? Do you stop being their friend? No. Like you, you genuinely part of being a Christian person is genuinely caring about people, regardless of whether or not they're 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 followers of Christ. And so I think that that's that's a thing too is to um, to, to to try to have a tender heart and a soft heart um, towards people, even people who are like idiots, uh, idiots, no, I'm or ugly, you know, or believe <laughs> ugly things. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge challenge. You know, Jesus says, love your Enemies. Yes. exactly. Your enemies. I'm not comfortable with that. You know, when I think about people who see things in a repulsive way, like kind of similar, even things like what would it mean to love an ISIS person or a, a white supremacist, like I, t- I talked about at the beginning. That's a really huge challenge. So I'm saying like we can sort of start with like the easier version of that. Right, yeah. But even that stretches us to, um, it stretches our ability to go, man, how could I even? Go there across that line it 's like the we 've talked about with forgiveness or i, for, I don 't know if we talked about on the podcast i 'm sure we have like the people forgiving at at the Amish forgiving the mm-hmm. people who massacred the people at the mother Emanuel church in in Charleston, South Carolina, forgiving that Dylan roof guy like that there that there are people saying how do i interact with people who i profoundly disagree with but people who have even harmed you or harmed people you love that's that's an even different degree but mike what's your experience you know you're i'm a pastor so i'm working around people who even i mean yeah, that yeah. I, that there's a field of disagreement within there but there's at least some fundamental commitments that 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 people who i'm working with purport to share most of the time you know so that that to me i my my world is a little I
0: recognize that I'm somewhat cloistered, at least. Well, here's these are just a couple of I work with people with whom I profoundly because I work in the entertainment industry and I'm a I'm a Christian. It's it, I mean it's not unusual. It's not like what, but it is it is unusual. I guess I'm I'm backtracking. I'm saying <laughs> it's unusual, but it's not like out of the realm of you know right like people
1: it's not it's not the typical it's it's not not the
0: default set common in the area that i work with so i'm generally going to disagree with people on many many things and but so i mean one of the things is just i think to watch out also for traps if people are just being they're starting off with bad faith just don't don't go into those traps and don't let the it's a trap don't pull the pin on that one if someone asks you something that you know is just meant to you know start a okay, really, you want to do this? Just don't, just say, just politely demure and say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if this is going to be productive. If you know the person well enough and you feel there's a sliver of sincerity there, you could say, uh, well, how do you feel about when I come back with my answer, you're going to disagree with it. How are you about handling opinions with which you're going to strongly disagree? Mm-hmm. Are you open-minded or are you going to get mad?
1: Wise as a serpent right yes. there, Mike.
0: Wise as a serpent. And, uh, and that, that can go a long way towards just going like, well, no, of course I'm not closed-minded. All this, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but it, you know, But if you're sensing anger, just be honest with the person and say, seems like you have an agenda and you want me to say something and you want to get mad. Do we really want to do this? Let's just not do it. No. Let's just talk about something else. You like baseball, you know. That's that's one way. So I really haven't had a, a lot. There are those tension points, but um, uh, yeah, profound agreements with with. Uh, I think the loving the person is the only thing you can do. You can't do anything else. You're kind of stuck with people. If you went down the street and just like took and were polling everyone you met. Do I get to like you or do I hate you? You know, you just have your checklist of you agree with this, because that's the way it is yeah. on the internet, yes. right? If yes, you just, it is. If you just extended that to, like, should I cancel you? Are you canceled in my life? Uh, okay. And then you, you would, you'd never, you couldn't walk down the block, right? Yeah. Because you're going to have these disagreements, which we've now decided are beyond all bounds of anyone ever interacting with other people. Uh, but we didn't—this is a new thing in, in society, and I think we have to diffuse that.
1: Well, I, I, and here's a, an example of something I saw around this that was kind of disturbing to me was around, uh, you know, very, hits close to home, but it was around when, um, you know, the George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis. And I saw a lot of people online going, you know, basically saying, you're going to have to—if you're an ally— of, like, you know, greater equality, justice around these issues ever. You're going to have to have some hard conversations with people in your family. I just said, well, like, don't listen to people, like, don't take your marching order from people on the internet Mm -hmm. who just tell you, like, you need to do this. It's kind of weird to me that we let people be our bosses, or some people let people be their bosses in that way. But saying, like, you're going to have to have some hard conversations with your aunt or, like, cousin or whatever, and, like maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Um, but to go and like, almost like if these people, like you're going to have to cut them out of your life or something like that. I saw a lot of sentiments like that, which are extremely disturbing to me. Yes. Um, it's almost cult like to say, well, you're gonna have to cut someone out of your life. You know, yeah, people can purify. Purify so that you can be in the cult. Exactly. Like people there's some people you're gonna, who are gonna be some uh, supremely wrong and maybe say some things that you just really don't agree with. But to say, I'm gonna cut you out of my life, how would I, I just always go like, how would you feel if the shoe was on the other foot and someone came up to you with those kind of conditions for having a relationship with you? you'd be like, screw, screw you. Like, don't talk to me. Don't come, don't talk to me with this kind of agenda or treat me like I'm a project. Talk to me like I'm a person. And, and I think that there's a kind of a dehumanization that happens, um, in the discourse and that just doesn't work in the real world. And I think that there's aspects of, of the social media environment that reward, uh, almost like having what I would call like psychological problems or personality disorders, but that's sort of treated as like prophetic or, or, uh, you know, being in favor of justice. And and I, I mean, I'm a Christian. I come from a, you know, my Bible is full of people who are prophets. um, And, and being prophetic doesn't, that, that appears to me like that does not jive. And so, when I just when I when I saw that kind of stuff, it just was icky to me, even when I would go, you know, what, like, I agree to a certain degree with this person. I do not agree at all with what they're advocating. I think that that is harmful and destructive and wicked and can put you in this position of how many of us like can, how many of us like the moral crusader who kind of sort of comes and scolds us?
0: Yeah. Do you do? Does anyone like that? No, and then how do you, if you're, so you're going to these people who've ever said anything or are not taking whatever the, whatever your line is on either side of the issue and saying you're done, I cut you out of my life, okay, your chance to persuade another human being shrinks even further now. Uh, It just doesn't seem even tactically, I don't think it's morally correct, but it's also tactically just, it's stupid. Yeah. I, I could persuade this person. If I could understand where, the, how they were formed, how did this opinion come about, and then was able to still be in their lives. Uh, and and we're, all, of course, talking about people who aren't actively harming no, anyone. No, you no, know, Just to reiterate, yes. we're talking about just opinions they hold while they go about baking casseroles or working at an office or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I just don't understand cutting them out of your life so that then you have no chance to influence them on this thing that you think is so important. Yeah.
1: I I just saw that as like, in in, except in, you know, rare circumstances, um, I don't think that that is the correct approach to take at all. And yeah, persuasion, the, the thing that works the most against persuading people is disdain. That is, uh, I think uh, Jonathan Haidt talks about this, um, whose uh, heterodox academy is like when people sense that you despise them or you disdain them, that is, the, that con- that like, you can't persuade someone because they go, you're, you're against me. You're, yeah. not, you're not for me. You're not with me, which are incarnational principles. You're against me. You're opposed to
0: me, and you hate me and despise me. Oh, I want to join your camp or your tribe. No, you yeah. don't. Yes, and you're also all of those things, and you're not listening to me. Uh, great, this is a good start to a, a relationship of you persuading me. Yeah, you so, hate me, think I'm a, an absolute idiot, and uh, you're not going to listen to anything that I have to say. Great, good start. So all
1: that to say, Mike, I think you said it well. Um, is just caring about people, genuinely caring about people, and 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 and, and loving them as as Christ would love them. And there's no other way around that. And also the wisest serpent, innocent as deaf principle. Yes. Plays always. Plays always.
0: There. That's I think great. I think we solved that problem. We did.
1: We did. But thank you, listener, for the question. That's our advice.
0: Yeah. Uh all right, let's take a little break and then uh Pastor, this is this is the the pastor's show here. Oh, he has is. something after the break that he says. I, I think I just it want was, to share it the it good was news. Like, P.T. Barnum, he said it's going to blow your mind. He said it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever heard, bar none. I mean, the birth of your children, <laughs> right. he said it was That's beyond a little, it's a little anything. Over the, it's a little over the top there. All right, Mark. let's take a little break and hear that when we come back.
1: Loyal listeners, thank you so much for tuning into Like Trees Walking. Hopefully, uh, uh, Mike and I have been able to bless you with our wisdom, and could you bless us? Very simple way. Rate us and review us. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts is a real shot in the dark, but you know, whatever. Do what you can do. Uh, and uh, if you want to connect more, please, Light Trees Walking Pod or at LTW Pod um, on uh, one was Facebook, uh, Twitter. That's the best way to connect and contact. And uh, we appreciate, appreciate you so much uh, listening and supporting um, everything we do. We do it for you. Who said that? You're not worth dying. Okay,
0: let's go back. We're. Was I mistaken, or were you just quoting the great Canadian prophet, Mister Brian W. William, Williamtonham Adams, the great, the third? Yes. Wow. Is that really his name? No, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> uh, he he, to me, was the king of. He has at least. 75 songs that I cannot tell apart where they're just piano in a 4-4 <laughs> rhythm and him with his fists clenched singing in that great He's growling that Canadian voice. voice. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. What was the song for that? I'd die for Please. you. I'd cry for you. I'd eat live for you. Oh my god. I'd fry for you. Everything I do. Right? It's, it goes Please up high into high. that huge crescendo and then it comes back down <laughs> yeah. every single time. That and you a... can just see the fists, you know, you ball up your fists, turn them so the thumbs are out, and yes. put them together in front and right do below it now, your folks. chin. And that's Brian Adams singing at all times. Love that movie,
1: by the way. When I was a kid, I loved Robin, Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves. I loved it.
0: That's with uh, Kevin. How... Kevin Costner, the great Morgan Freeman. Can you do an impression of Kevin Costner's British accent? No. Can you? No, I can't. My only impression of him is, I think we've done it before on the show, is from uh, Waterworld. What did he he say? My boat. (laughs) That was his line. That's my impression of Kevin Costner. When his boat is destroyed, his only way of living on the planet Earth, that's his line reading. My boat. (laughs) He's not a good actor, is what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) All right, but a great movie. Anyways, uh, moving right along, Mike. I have this is uh, a new segment, a new bit. We've talked about sous vide before, haven't we, on here? We have. I think we need to do more life recommendations and product recommendations. We're life hackers, man. This is my life hack. I know. I love like where it's like this share this millennial life hack, and it's like cooking food. It's like some (laughs) of this stuff is so dumb. So this is my life hack. But Mike, I am. Uh, I discovered in, in my 30s uh, uh, a love of thermoculture. Uh, thermoculture, that would be like yogurt and stuff like that? <laughs> no. Thermoculture, Mike, being, of course, getting hot and sweating, um, as many cultures across the world uh, lo- enjoy doing. Um, wow, really? Oh, yeah, the hot and the cold. I mean, you think about the Native American, the sweat lodge. Okay. The Russians, they've got their banya. The Turkish, the Turks, they have their Turkish baths, right? That's true. So I've just named a few cultures that enjoy getting hot. I feel like in Japan they got to have one, you know? Oh, I think they love the they the love the baths hot and cold. And so on, they so do. And, the, yeah, ja- yeah. the Japanese people love the hot and the cold. So this is a almost a universal human phenomenon: get hot, sweat, and then cool down. It's like that. That and um, there's a man from the church. Who has he built this Finnish sauna, so i didn 't even mention the finns uh, he He built a a sauna at his cabin, and um, I was there with him to take the first ever we were having a retreat up there. He just finished it right before we got in there for the first um, sweat, and i hadn 't done. I had done like steam room at the Y like many mm-hmm. years before. this changed my life. It felt so
0: really well, this is getting God. back to your roots right oh yeah i
1: am I'm Scandinavian so. Yeah. It felt so good just to sweat. Was and, it a cedar sauna? Oh, cedar. Oh, gosh, yeah. the sweet smell of cedar. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. And so he built one, and, you know, they're actually, you can build them, and they're not, like, crazy expensive. Um, but I, it's not in the budget right now to build a backyard sauna for myself, sure. which I want
0: to do. That's my ultimate goal, people. So I, The ultimate goal. <laughs> for, uh, yes. The, yeah. thing, the thing about which... Yeah, that's the ultimate goal. Christ will greet you and say, well done, my good and faithful, faithful servant. servant. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to... Mike there You so, built a sauna there's your There's
1: fellowship backyard. in the sauna, Mike.
0: There's solitude and there's fellowship.
1: That's true. Like, so it touches
0: everything. It brings now, people... Now, when you did your first sauna, the yeah. Finnish one, did you... They have a great culture of... It's kind of the Minnesota thing, too, where you drive up to your cabin and you they drive up to their saunas. Yeah. And on the way, they stop at these little places that are like sauna... Sub, you know uh, suppliers, and you buy your your alder branches or yeah, whatever that you those. slap your back with. Yep. But you also bring the meal that you're going to make at your sauna. Did you? Nope. None okay. of No. Nope. All right. Nope. Just
1: in with the bucket, though. On the st- you know putting the tss- oh yeah, yeah. The steam. So, anyways, I started about. To, I, I was just doing my research, and I realized this is out of my out my backyard building my cedar backyard sauna was out. It was outside my budget currently. My current reality, however. Uh, I said, what can can I do? And I was poking around on this website and I remembered there was a, there was a, 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 like a community sauna. You could like rent time in the sauna in Minneapolis. Obviously that's been called off because of COVID, but I did it last year right before the Super Bowl. It was awesome. And I remembered these tents being there that people were in and I said, what about a sauna tent? Googled that. Did not, the option that they had did not have turned up a lot of those. There's these personal ones that people (laughs) sit in that are very weird looking. Not one of those. I found a Russian company. That sells sauna tents that you can
0: put. That sounds like a Russian hoax, but go <laughs> ahead.
1: And it's not cheap. Uh, so I was very skeptical about sending yeah, money to a... Russia. Oh, my okay? gosh. But I found a reputable review of their product, and it sounded amazing. So I ordered one, and it got. Was the reputable review from Ivan from. Uh... <laughs> no, this was like a website. This was a sauna. This was a thermoculture sauna website I trust. Okay um, And so I uh, So I Saunatimes.com Not joking <laughs> It's a great website Saunatimes.com
0: How do you not like tinned fish? And so right, I ordered right, the sauna on, on.
1: The sauna It took like 10 days That's it From Ekaterinburg Russia To get to my house I could not believe it And it got there Christmas Eve So on Christmas Day Christmas Whoa me- Christmas miracle It's a Christmas miracle a Christmas miracle And, you know, I had high hopes, but I was also a little weary, like Larry, uh, leery, sorry. A little (laughs) Larry, a little leery. Like, is this really going to work? Is this really legit? I mean, I had watched the YouTube videos of people reviewing it. And so it seemed legit. Mike, it's legit. Wow. Oh, and uh, my wife is now a sauna lover, too. She's into thermoculture? Oh, she's into thermoculture big time. And so it's just this tent. It's actually got a nice height to it. And you, uh, it's Morse. That's the brand. It's M-O-R-Z-H, which is, I guess, Russian for walrus. Instructions come in Russian. Like, there's nothing, they don't help you at all with with the English. But it's this wonderful stove. And it has the pipe, you know, the stove pipe up in segments that you put together. goes out. There's a nice metal ring, so it's not going to melt your tent or burn your tent down. This bad boy, no problem whatsoever. Electrical? No, it says wood. So you would fire it? I would fire it, Mike. And I... Wow. Oh. And this bad boy, you can get up. I was out on the other day. It was about 7 degrees in Minnesota the other day in my backyard. I had this thing cranking, c- t- kissing where I was sitting. 200 degrees. Two hundo. Two hundo. I mean, that's. I don't like to run it that high. I typically like to run it around 160 where I'm sitting. That feels good to me. Um,
0: two hundo you can do without the water dumped on it. But once yeah. you dump the water on it, you got to run for the well, that's when you're, yeah, you run. You do your inning. Yeah. So I am a people. I'm a huge advocate of
1: thermoculture and the sauna, and um, it's good for you. And then in, in this season of of uh, COVID, um, being finding something that feels so good and brings so much joy, I'm such a fan. I'm splitting wood in my backyard, Mike. It's just like wow, you're like Rocky from Rocky Four <laughs> Four. Yeah, think? neighbors walk by, they're like, "Hey, tell me about your sauna tent." Oh, game changer. So I just want to extol the virtues of. Getting really hot and then cold. Are you speaking
0: Russian yet, comrade? sauna, tenta, banya. That's what they call it. Uh, I have a, a very brief sauna, Please sauna story. Please is tell. Years ago, my uh, my brother married a woman of Indian descent from Singapore, and uh, we she, they got married in Hawaii, and he and I went into a sauna yes. and had this competition. We're just going to crank this thing, and we're going to dump the water on, and then whoever dashes out first because they can no longer breathe, loses. And so we did a couple rounds of this, and then we finally noticed that she had been in the sauna the whole time, <laughs> reading a book and barely sweating. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's great. <laughs> She's like, oh, you boys. Yeah. <laughs> that is
1: amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, folks, uh, it's not just for Scandinavians anymore, the, the sauna, the Finns. Uh, there's that famous Garrison Keeler about the Finn who wouldn't take a sauna on his, like, it's on one of his Lake Wobegon tape, oh, tapes sure. or something. Yeah. I remember that growing up at like my, my grandma's house. She would listen to that. So uh I am not a Finn, but I will take saunas. And is... they are delightful. So goals, folks, but my backyard sauna tent. It is uh, it's a solid B whatever is pure, whatever is noble. Solid. Solid B plus compared to like a C like I'm gonna build some cedar benches to sit on in there too. It's gonna be great. What uh, before we go, okay dimensions. How many people oh um with two people it's incredibly comfortable and spacious. you could without like cramming people, you could get four in there, no problem
0: okay all right are um, you already eyeing uh, bigger situations <laughs> there's a bigger
1: well there's a bigger there's a bigger one they make you could get like six to eight people in it no problem i'm not going to do that, but it's probably about six and a half feet, maybe six six feet seven inches by six feet seven inches it's about so it 's very spacious, and I can stand up in the middle and i 'm six foot two so it's it's probably about six foot. Five or six at the top, so it's very spacious inside.
0: Do you think you could get one of those, uh, well, this is a California thing, termite tent your whole home and just turn that into that a was sauna? A, you can sound out of your home. That was always sad
1: when you walked by <laughs> the was, person's house
0: and it had the it big like, into the, tent. the
1: tent, you're like, oh gosh. Oh, and you, so we'd see people like in their like townhouses with people next to them with the sound. Sa- you're like, this, I hope you're ev- evacuating. The whole termite situation in California,
0: n- very bleak. Oh, it uh, just looks so bad when <laughs> I we mean, had termites I mean in our t-
1: apartment, Mike, and like we sprayed like a little. We, they were poking their little heads out. Oh, and then we sprayed with uh, just like a over-the-counter, you know, spray. Took care of them, solved the problem, and we were told eh. oh, it's not going to work.
0: It worked, and we were renting, so we Got, didn't have to worry about. Well, it. Well, they were they were just burrowed deeper into your place. So I what don't do you care. care? Yeah, they they also do the heat treatment for uh, bed bugs now. Oh yeah, that's the only way you can really kill. Be sure that you you leave your home. And then they put a big blower in and they slowly sauna your entire house until it gets to a certain level for a certain number of hours. And uh, bed bugs just go, I can't take it, man. And they die. And then they come in and they have the dog sniff around the term uh, the uh, bed bug dog. Mm. I love it. And then he certifies it. He goes, <laughs> and then he checks off the thing on the paper and you're good. I love it. So, with that, all right. Sound intense. Sound intense. And agreeing, uh, agreeing to disagree with grace and good humor and with uh, a love like Christ had for, for with us. malice towards none. Yes. And charity okay. for all. All right. That's a good thing to end on. Here I Like Trees Walking, I'm Michael J. Nelson. So long.